0: Are you paying attention? Good. If you're not listening carefully, you will miss things. Important things. I will not pause, I will not repeat myself, and you will not interrupt me. You think that because you're sitting where you are and I am sitting where I am, that you are in control of what is about to happen. You're mistaken. I am in control. Because I know things that you do not know. What I will need from you now is a commitment. You will listen closely and you will not judge me until I am finished. If you cannot commit to this, then please leave the room if you choose to stay remember you chose to be here what happens from this moment forwards is not my responsibility it's yours
1: pay attention we interrupt this program to bring you a special report This is Cheap Seat Reviews.
2: Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode 143, and today we are talking about the imitation game. I am Sean Ored, and joining me tonight is Andrew Heilbloody Hitler Jemison.
1: Hello, Governor. <laughs> All right. Are right. doing imitations tonight. I believe we're talking in uh,
3: with English accents tonight.
1: Uh, Who shall I imitate?
3: Um uh, uh, how about uh, uh, uh,
1: Winston Churchill? Sir Winston Churchill. Yes. He was a quite a fat bloody... man and he loved his cigars and brandy. A, bloody a lot good of chap. times he would yeah. he would drink brandy and do nothing else. <laughs> I really he also wa- <laughs> enjoyed Winnie the Pooh, I have.
2: That's actually <clears throat> true. I, well, there you go. I want you to do the uh, the read in that voice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The Woodson um, Churchill voice. Perfect. Yeah. So go ahead and uh, drink some um, some nails. Scotch. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, some bleach and get that voice nice and gravelly. <laughs> and uh, we'll wait for that in just a minute. Uh, Joe doesn't like sandwiches, Protokovic.
4: Wow! Don't let Dad hear that. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: right, I didn't even think about that. Right. All right. Um, All right. Um, uh, and uh, uh. Holy crap! Sam is in jail. Just kidding, Vector.
3: Yeah, I, I just got to say that it's it's getting extremely hard to to follow you down to Clemson. There's some <laughs> stairs right around your house. Yeah, there's a lot of stairs. That uh, to get, to look in the windows at night, I you know I kind of tripped a little bit and and was out of commission for a while. Yeah. So. I'm
2: you know, back You better now.
4: watch that. If the Nazi finds out that you're walking around the house past 9.30, then they may get kicked <laughs> out of the house. I'm just saying.
2: Yeah, our HOA lady might actually come chase you out. We actually got you know, a... You just we, why why do you think i got a. a broken leg? Yeah. <laughs> she chased you with that little dog of hers probably. <laughs>
4: <laughs> she probably had a poop bag or something. She,
2: she She. probably attacked you with like a copy of our notice. Anyway, no one else cares. Uh, thank you for listening no. <laughs> to Cheap Tear Views. Um, so... For those of you who've been listening the last few weeks, um, <laughs> Sam is finally back! Yay! Hey, Sam!
3: Hey, folks.
2: Um, he he I'm broke back. he broke his leg. Uh, he is still kind of out of commission, uh, and apparently the medicine is making him cough or something. I don't know. Yeah, right? sorry about that. You're right? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing good. Okay, good, I'm doing good. Um, I'm how,
3: st- I'm stuck in a chair, but yeah. um, otherwise fine.
2: All right. Uh, and so uh, Corny for the next two weeks is um is actually doing a concert. He's performing something somewhere important uh basically they're paying him and we don't so that's why he's there and uh (laughs) so jp uh my brother-in-law uh is filling in again so i his name is joe but i call him jp because that's what i've always called him so y'all just gonna have to get over it um anyway this is 2014's the imitation game and uh i'm really excited to to talk about this movie um who here had seen it before this viewing?
1: Not I. I had not seen it. Nor I. Oh, good.
2: I'm the only one that watched it beforehand. Cool. So that'll be uh, interesting to see how everybody's opinion of it is. So uh, if you don't know what the imitation game is, it is not uh, people sitting around um, trying to do, um, oh, what's that guy he, he does for uh, ESPN? He, that's all he does, right? Frank, Frank Caliendo. Caliendo. This is not the movie about Frank Caliendo. It's not what this this yeah. movie is about. It's uh, just so you know,
3: I, I knew that name.
2: I, I'm I'm actually super impressed. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's but it's also because he's really funny. <laughs> uh, I love Frank. Um, not that I know him, but anyway. Uh, so uh, yeah, so The Imitation Game. So Andrew, uh, in his best Winston Churchill voice, will tell you what The Imitation Game is.
1: During World War II, mathematician Alan Turing... This is terrible. This is not a word <laughs> Churchill. Uh, I'll Churchill. I'll just do it uh, normally. Okay. During World War II, mathematician Alan Turing tries to crack the Enigma code with the help from fellow mathematicians. Yeah. And I think that's uh, pretty much the plot.
2: That actually kind of is. Yeah, that is. That's you know. it. Yeah. For, for once, IMDb made it short and accurate. Yeah. So, bravo to the staff writer that did that one.
1: I will say, before we get started, the mm-hmm. the clip that you played at the beginning of our show today is exactly how I begin every class that I teach every day. Now,
2: now pay attention. <laughs> you, you think because you're sitting there and I'm up here that you guys are in control. You were wrong. Yeah.
3: Yeah, the, the weird thing is I was planning on doing some grading. While uh, while the movie was on. Mm-hmm. And that very first scene, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to have to pay attention to this darn thing. <laughs> yeah, Cumberbatches... So I put my computer down and proceeded to watch the movie yeah. without any interruptions. Yeah, if he's
2: telling you at the start of the movie, you need to pay attention, then Damon, you better pay attention. Yeah,
1: you'll pay attention.
2: Right. <laughs> when
1: an um, old uh, bendable cummerbund tells you to do something, you better do it.
2: That's right. So, I guess we'll just go ahead and start off with our kind of our initial uh, initial thoughts. So, uh, Andrew, uh, you, uh, as always, will lead off, sir.
1: All right. Well, uh, like I said, this is the first time viewing, and I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. Um, I'm pretty sure that it won some awards, and I can see why. Oscar winner for Best Writing, I think, um, and this, and probably some others, but... Um, it really was written well. I enjoy a movie that's based on a true story if it's done well. You know, we saw well, The Finest Hours. That one, based on a true story, overindulged, over yeah, uh, overdone by Hollywood, and mm. I didn't enjoy it as much. This one, it probably was the same, but I didn't notice it because everything was still realistic. You know, we weren't taking a boat under the ocean and you know, coming out the other side of a wave, we, this, everything that happened in, in my mind, at least, that could be the real story. I don't know this story, the historical aspects of this story quite so well. Um, I didn't know of the Enigma code and, uh, or Enigma, but I, uh, hadn't heard this story told quite this way. And I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I thought that the actors did well, and uh, I think that uh, even Kira Knightley did a good job.
2: I was actually about to say the same thing.
1: Yeah. So um, I enjoyed it. thought it was done very well.
2: Right on. Okay. Um, JP?
4: <laughs> I'd have to agree with the, uh, the same thing. It was... It was. It, it kept your attention the whole time. I mean, like I was taking notes, which, by the way, my wife made fun of me for.
2: Really, really taking notes. <laughs> I'm like, Yo, you,
4: you, you gotta be prepped. You can't just watch the movie and then expect to remember all this shit, especially with this. I mean, there were so many times where I was just like so into the movie. I was like, oh wait, wait, what the hell just happened there? And then I'd have to go back and 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 watch it again and and try to figure out some of the some of the finer details. But uh, it was very enjoyable the whole way through. Like it wasn't it wasn't ever boring. Um, you know, even though it was World War II, there wasn't a lot of fighting or anything like that. It was just, it was, it was very enjoyable.
2: Okay, cool. Uh, and Sam, um,
3: I, I don't know what to think, um, about this one. There were, there were times when it was pretty boring, um, to me. Um, I, I liked it. I, I thought, um, what's his name? Um, Boulder Dash Bumblebee. Copperpot, whatever his name was, um, Benedict Benedict Arnold uh, did a very good job. I mean, he he, he does really awkward characters very very well, um, and I'm sure we'll get into that a little, little bit. But I I had a hard time kind of sympathizing uh, with him as a uh, as a character, I guess. Um, but you know, over the time of the movie, the, the first part of the movie, I was bored to death but over the, the span of the movie, you started, uh, I think it started to work its magic where all of a sudden you did feel, uh, kind of like he was, he was growing on you, almost like he, he grew on the people that he was around in that uh, program. And, uh, by the end of the movie, I mean, I, I wasn't, I wasn't devastated, but man, that's a, that's a heartbreaker, uh, to find out what really happened to him and, and, uh, just how and why it happened to him is just sickening. But, um, it was interesting. It's a neat story. Um, I Am I right to say that Turing, uh, did he develop the computer? Was that
2: he, he his developed brainchild? Yeah, he developed what basically most people up until the mid-60s called Turing machines, which would later be referred to as computers. So he basically okay. is the kind of inventor of what we would consider the modern computer.
3: Yeah and and that was interesting to me you know as as someone who really gets into World War II I knew that Turing had had cracked the the enigma but I didn't I didn't know it was a computer that he made that cracked the enigma and um it was it was just kind of interesting in itself and and uh just the the whole process of it all was was interesting to me um best part of the movie hands down though was the Winston Churchill letter and uh, all of a sudden getting uh getting the the lead uh position because of that that one letter he sent. So um pretty good movie. Uh, I don't think I'd watch it again, but um it's it's worth a watch, I think. How about you, Sean?
2: Okay. Um well, um uh once again, shocking. Sam and I will have differing opinions on a movie. I thought this movie was fantastic. <laughs> I've seen it twice now. Um I can't wait to watch it again for whatever reason. I watched it with my wife both times, um, and she and I are just, I'm just enamored with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and his um, his performance in this movie. Um, Sam, I have to, again, I, I disagree. You say he's unrelatable or unsympathetic. I mean, um, J, well, Sam and JP, or not Sam, uh, Andrew and JP both teach in the public education system, and Sam, you do at the... Um, college level at the college level uh and my uh my wife has has taught special ed for oh gosh nine eight years uh, and my mom's done it for 43 so i'm kind of like jp you know like we're kind of in that world a little bit just by by association right so when in the first 10 minutes of the movie sarah's like oh he's got asperger's that's
4: exactly what I said. I because yeah. I, I was thinking like, like savant or Asperger's just by the fact that he couldn't relate to people. I mean, right. like, yeah. there was when he said he didn't understand jokes, yo. Know, that was that that in itself was not a joke, you know.
2: Yeah. <coughs> and so and, and so, you're instantly. I'm instantly uh, sympathetic to his character because it's like, mm-hmm. from the rest of the movie, no one will understand him, and no one will understand the way his brain thinks because in night in, back in 1939 people didn't know that thing they, they just thought he's weird and dumb and well not dumb but he was just weird and awkward and and he doesn't understand things like the way normal people think and therefore he's something to be shunned and f- shunned and feared um and so uh, you know the, the entire movie when he's he's doing these characters which You know, some people say, and I was talking to, it's funny, I was talking to one of my students about this movie the other day, and they said, oh, I didn't like that movie because he's an asshole. I'm like, he's not an asshole. That's the thing. House was an asshole, right? (laughs) The TV show House. He was an asshole to be an asshole, right? But, you know, this movie, uh, and even characters like Sheldon Cooper and Big Bang Theory, it's not because they're mean to be mean. It's because they don't know how to act. They don't know those social norms that... That we do. They don't understand uh, you know, kind of social cues, and you know, he's just he's just speaking his mind and what's coming out of his brain, out of his mouth is just you know, unfiltered, whatever. What is that? Is Chad back? What am I hearing?
3: It did sound like a Chad zap (laughs) on there.
2: Anyway, that's weird. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna pause. All right, whatever. Anyway, so, so, so there. So that's that's that. So I, um, again, um, um, you know, Sam, I poke fun of you. What you call boring, I call you know world building and scene building. And I, uh, I, I never was bored. I was always engaged. This movie was once again one of those movies where I forgot to write notes for like forty minutes. <laughs> um, And so
3: even the second time,
2: even even the second time, which is funny. And my my clips will kind of um, kind of show that I have clips at 20 uh, at the beginning of the movie, 20 minutes, 36 minutes, and then an hour and a half into it. I just forgot. Um, And now, in fairness, there's some moments that are kind of in the middle of the movie that are really kind of deep and hard. You know, there's, Mm -hmm. there's 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 no reason that I should capture any moment when they're talking about how they've cracked the code and all of a sudden they realize, Oh, there's this convoy that's about to get destroyed. You know, like, so, so anyway, so, um, so some of the things that I'd like to kind of get into tonight other than the actual movie is just some of the, um, some of the kind of, Oh, okay. Uh, some of the, uh, <laughs> what was of, that? I think JP forgot to turn his phone That's on. not Chad. Um, or somebody forgot his phone. Um, some of the heavy stuff that this movie kind of you know kind of gives us I mean these men in the room were responsible for the lives of other people and that was a heady responsibility and um, I also would be remiss if I did not say this I did not intend for this to happen and I did not realize this until after we recorded last week but today as we record is December 7th. And today is the day the, was living in infamy. Today is the seventy fifth anniversary of the attack of Pearl Harbor. So, yeah. Um. <laughs> um. So I, I I don't know if it's fitting that I picked a World War II movie that, that, to be this week, though it's I don't know irony certainly isn't the word, but uh, <coughs> interesting Sorry. that I would pick a movie that has almost zero to do with the Americans um, in this movie, but. Um, I, at the la- once I had realized that next week was December 7th it was too late to to switch it over I did in fact look to see if Pearl Harbor was was streaming it, it was not uh,
4: um, it's thank God yeah uh. I
2: yeah I mean no you're right uh, uh, I'd have broke good. my leg on that one
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I I will I will simply say this the first hour of that movie is unbearable and then the last hour is actually pretty good but it's getting huh. through that first hour that's pretty rough the the love triangle and all yeah. of all of that is pretty hard to get through once the yeah, worst once well yeah <laughs> uh, but once the Other than that
4: st- I mean it was just spectacular <laughs> yeah
2: but once the war starts it's actually pretty fun. <laughs> uh, i will say other than this, that
3: miss lincoln how did you like the play i
2: mean okay okay and here's even more to, here's even more to pile on the the like war historians have even come out and said yeah the things they were doing in those planes those things would have fallen apart like they would have blown themselves apart you couldn't do that like the dog fighting they were doing uh but whatever it doesn't matter it's a dumb movie that's got a beautiful soundtrack um and some kind of cool CGI. And Cuba Gooding Jr. shoots down a plane, which is kind of cool. Other than that, yeah, it's a shit film. Cuba. Um, so we did this movie instead. So, um, just, I honestly don't think I would have actually switched it out. I think I would have said, "Hey guys, Pearl Harbor streaming," and I think you guys would have. Um, uh, we would have revolted in group. Me, what I think all would have said, no, and. <laughs> no. I have said, JP is kind of unaware of this, but I have given you guys the power of veto uh, before if we ever start watching a movie and one of us says, this is not worth our time, then
1: we can certainly <laughs> veto Wait, it. Wait, we can do that?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I give you guys full uh, full power. If you guys start watching something and you're like, no. Nope.
3: Sometimes some of those really crap movies are the, are the good ones to talk about.
2: Yeah, I'm not talking about just shit films that we do. I'm talking about something that just is like so bad that it, it, there's no redeeming like, we're not even gonna have fun talking about it, you know? Rubber, <laughs> yeah, maybe rubber, <laughs> but that one was a listener, and we at that yeah. point were so new that we couldn't afford to turn away listeners. Um, <laughs> not that we can now, but I feel so used, yeah. Well, yeah, get, get over it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, no, let's uh, so anyway, so the movie, right? Um, I tell you what, this is one of those movies where, and they do this in other movies where, you know... I'll wait until the microphone stops moving. Sorry. That's okay. Um, I know you're limited in your mobility, so it's fine. Um, This is one of those movies where kind of the whole movie, um, first of all, it's a trope, right? The movie is told as a a flashback. Um, Backflash? A A backflash. Flashbang. Which is funny. I actually wrote backflash, and then had to correct it to flashback because that's like, actually
1: reverse flash. Is what he's called. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Flash. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Corny would. Corny would have done it had he been here. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, anyway, Poor JP,
3: how in the heck did you rope him into this?
2: How did I rope JP into this? <laughs> oh and, what? What? Uh, oh. oh <laughs> um, I'm back. Sorry. Okay. He has the um. I don't know. You promised
3: him beer, didn't you? <sighs>
2: I don't know. Did I? I mean, I can get oh, his... I,
4: I, If he did, I'm dry right now. Like there's nothing in the <laughs> oh, house. There's I not a whole lot I can
2: do fun. about it now, but I can help. I can hook you up at Christmas.
4: Oh, all right. So <laughs> Sounds good.
2: Next time I'll see you. There we go. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so yeah. So, um, uh, crap. I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think of where I want to go with this movie. Um, so, yeah, what I was going to say is the uh, – so this happens in movies a lot, right, where what kind of kickstarts the movie is a misunderstanding, right? So the cop decides, I'm going to go into – I'm going to delve into this investigation and I'm going to do all this research and I'm going to, uh, you know, basically fraud the federal government by, my, by you know, doing these documents, right? Because to, uh, to, I think he's a spy, right? This is in the time where everyone's a flippin' spy, and I just I hate that stuff. I really do. It just it killed me in the movie. I mean, it was good and probably real, but ah uh, just killed me. Anyway, um, that stuff pissed me off. Uh, Mark no. Strong, no. I mean, doesn't that I mean doesn't that like don't you ever watch watch a movie and then they're like, oh you're a spy? Like wait what? No. I mean even that stupid freaking Indiana Jones movie where right after he nuked the fridge. Uh, the the freaking FBI comes in and they accuse him of being a Soviet spy and he's like I just freaking got nuked in a fridge for you shut touch, shut your face. in um, another wise. I
3: I've forgotten that one by now. It's fine. It's to, a, kind a, of put it out yeah, of my, my tried mind. Trying to block that out. No, you should yep.
2: you should definitely do that. Yeah. Um, that's fine. Um. <laughs> I love Mark wasn't Strong.
4: That, what? Wasn't that based on a true story too?
2: Yeah, yeah, getting nuked by a fridge. Yeah, that'd yeah.
4: <laughs> You have to be a spy to have cool gadgets to get you to survive that, you know? I'm sure that's, that's true.
2: I'm sure that's real. In fact, it's funny when I was watching that movie with somebody and he's talking about how he used to run with Pancho Villa. He was like, I wanna read I wanna watch that story. Forget yeah. this one that we're the aliens. I wanna go watch him in Mexico with Pancho Villa. That sounds great. Anyway. Um you digress. I do, I do. I'm going to do that a lot. Uh, Mark Strong is great, and I love him in this movie. And I'm so used to him being a bad guy. I think I mentioned that when uh, same when uh, cor- uh, corny. Uh, JP, have you seen The Kingsman?
3: Yes. Oh, I love the It's Kingsman. Such a good movie. It's oh. very.
2: Good. So as soon as I saw Mark Strong, he played Merlin in Kingsman. I was like, uh-huh. oh, he's going to be the bad guy, right? Because you, you always have to have. In a spy movie like that, you have to have someone who's on the inside. And, uh, and they never did. He, he's always the good guy. So as soon as I saw him in this movie, I was like, ah, oh, he's going to be the bad guy. Well, no, actually not. He's actually no. still a good guy. He's kind no, of a I jerk, don't. but. But he has to be. But he's a spy. He's Absolutely. the spy. He's like the birth of spies, or the, not the birth of spies. That's not a phrase.
1: He's uh, 001.
2: Yeah, really. Uh, in fact, are you ready for some trivia ahead of time since we're here? No, let's do it. Oh, <laughs> says <Same laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't want you trivia. Well, I'm nah. gonna tell it to you anyway, Sam, because you haven't been on the, on the show for two weeks, and I don't care what you say. Okay. So his name in the show is Stark uh, Stark. Stuart Minzies. Like Mimsey? Yeah, Minzies. Mimsey. <laughs> and Stuart Mimsey. So <laughs> That's
3: sounds about funny. as British as you get right there. Uh, <laughs> goodness gracious. It's
2: even more Stuart or more Stuart, more British than Cumberbatch. Yeah. Um anyway. He that was his I his, was a real person, and um, what's his beak? Um, Vanderbeek. You always say that. Uh, Ian Fleming, who wrote the first Bond, you know, novel, based M, first from that guy, as kind of the head of MI six. So huh. that's what M stands for. So thought that was kind of cool, actually. Um. Oh, I guess we'll we'll do this first. I'll do this. Um, director Morton Tidium Tid Tid Tidldum, Tidldum. Tiddle.
3: Morten. Tiddle-dee-tiddle-dum. Yeah,
2: really. Um, he is a he is a, a Norwegian. Yeah. And he has done this movie, <laughs> and <laughs> a bunch of other movies that no one's ever heard of. But I mean. You know, I mean, he's done some other stuff, but I don't know any of it. He's also doing something now called "The Last Day of Night." Uh, that st- makes sense. It stars Eddie Redmayne. I uh, rival.
3: Is he a, is he a transvestite
2: uh, in it? It just says, "A rival forms between American op- entrepreneurs George Westinghouse and Thomas Edison."
3: Yep, there you go, Thomas Edison.
2: Um. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. So anyway, okay. there's uh he's doing that. You seen
1: you seen Thomas Edison's a transvestite. You didn't know that. Did not know that.
2: No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Learn something little, uh, not real known, every day.
1: Little known
3: fact. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and if it came from Sam, it is not a fact. Uh, Tommy the tranny. I mean seriously, Sam, you really are the Barney Stinson of this podcast. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, except the whole sleeping with a lot of women part. That's definitely not you. No, I never have. Suit
1: up occasionally though when he's not,
2: <laughs> when he's not in a cast.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: it's okay. Yep. It happens. Um, so he directed this, and uh, I thought he did. I thought actually the direction was really good. But what I think Andrew mentioned, somebody mentioned, the writing. The writing in this movie was fantastic. I Absolutely. loved it. I loved the the kind of the kind of the wordplay and the back and forth and, um. It This is going to sound really whatever, and JP can, can help me out here a little bit, uh, but last weekend, uh, JP and I were playing uh, the video games on uh, Xbox. We were playing Titanfall 2, very fun game, and in the background, behind me, literally behind me, my wife was watching all of the new Gilmore Girls shows.
3: <gasps> oh, they're out already? Oh my gosh!
2: Yeah.
4: Stop man. it. So I li- literally <laughs> tried to spoon out one of my eyes. <laughs>
2: And, and in fact it's not your eyes you got to worry about your ears because they never oh stop talking. God. They never they yeah. never stop talking. In fact when yeah. there's moments of silence I actually look back to make sure that her iPad hasn't like turned off or or like the internet's not broken. Um, <laughs> cuz it's just so fast paced but there's moments of this movie that reminded me of that where like especially with the interview beginning with him and uh Lord Tyrion um where, our Lord Tywin, I should say, sorry, Lord Tywin from your Game of Thrones, um, where like they were just kind of back and forth, and it kind of reminded me of that. So anyway, sorry, sorry for that little uh, comparison. Don't worry, he doesn't die in this movie on the shitter. Uh, spoiler. Um, it's not
4: the shitter; it's the loo.
2: The loo. well, no, it wouldn't even be the loo back then. What what do they call it in the Game of Thrones? The privy.
4: Oh yeah, but the I'm talking this is, this is the yeah, this is the British. It used to British. be shit house. Yeah. Being in a British film, you know, he's gonna sit on the loo for a couple of minutes and uh
2: You changed your name to Latrine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it used to be shit <laughs> house. It's oh, a good change. Uh anyway. Um uh wow, kneeling him into the floor. Now that's some crazy form of hazing. Uh uh Sam, if you would have ever done that to us, we would have all shot you. I'm just saying. Um. no nothing no 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 i wish we would have done that to you no nothing
4: i was thinking we lost him because like my screen just went down to one other person oh so. no
2: yeah he's gone look at that he's no longer on <laughs> skype freaking calling somebody's out.
4: good thing somebody's paying attention jeez
2: i don't have skype pulled up on my screen when i'm doing the show oh, okay i can't, All I can't right. have my notes up
4: so i mean like it was funny that you mentioned that though like um like at that point where he's like, he realized that being mean was like, and you know, that it, as long as they saw it, they were getting off on it because he was panicking and then he stopped and then you could kind of hear they're like, Hey, you know, you're still alive. Is everything okay? And I'm like, Oh, okay. Now they're starting to feel sorry for this guy. And then they just left.
2: They just left. Yeah.
4: They're like, yeah, we're out. And I'm thinking he's still quiet under there. Like who is going to find him? Yeah.
2: But his love. Aww. Christopher Robin. Um, no, yeah, you're right, man. That, that scene was intense and crazy and, 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 and he's right. I mean, it speaks to violence. I mean, people, they like violence because of what it does, but if you take away the enjoyment, then it you know doesn't, it's not as, uh, not as fun. And, uh, we've lost Sam completely now. <laughs> um, it says he's now away and he's not answering my text. So it will be like the last two weeks.
4: I think maybe he had to go to the loo.
2: You think so? Well. Maybe. I don't know about but with his, uh, with his foot there, it probably, uh, probably is a bedpan.
4: I was going to say, with a broke leg, that ought to be interesting. Uh,
2: okay, I guess I'll stop him. Hopefully he can join us. Uh, so we've lost Sam, and he's not answering our phone calls or anything. So we're just going to keep trudging, and hopefully he comes back in. I don't know what's going on. Maybe uh, – Maybe Hickory ran out of internet or something. They didn't. They didn't pay their bill or something. I don't know. They yeah, I mean. sent out
1: a carrier pigeon.
2: Yeah, they might have to. Uh, so during um, the break, JP, what were you saying?
4: Oh, that uh, when they were ha- when they were all st- sitting in the room and they're like, oh, here's the this is the lead boy. This is our man from MI six. And they're like, what? There is no MI six. It's just MI five. And he's like, yeah, right on. Yeah, like, right.
2: Yeah. He's like, yeah. There's only five branches of military intelligence. And he's like, yeah, yeah. We're doing our job.
4: Yeah, just so you knew that was coming, right? I do. Hey, love Sam. Sam's not a spy, is he?
2: I don't know. I Hope not. <laughs> no, he's way too clumsy to ever be a spy. Um, <laughs> um, I do like in going back to Kingsman, which I want to do for this show one day because it's just such a fantastic movie. Uh, but there's a bit when he's like, you know, the CIA, MI6, uh, uh, Mossad, Beijing. None of them, you know, know who this guy is, and he says. Beijing, they don't even have a name for their intelligence company. That's keeping a secret. I thought that was pretty <laughs> great. Uh, Sam is yelling back, but uh, where did you go? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Sam just yelled back at me at grouped me instead of like actually uh answering Skype. I think that would probably be uh.
1: Oh, his uh, nightly shutdown.
2: You back, Sam? Damn. There he is. There we are. What, what the hell happened? Did your computer turn off?
3: Every night at 10.09, it oh
2: starts shut down. Oh my shutdown. gosh, I forgot about that. Yep. I was like, what is happening?
3: I was trying to be nice and quiet about it, but it took a little longer than usual to get back up. That's what she said. Nice. Yeah, I knew it was coming.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Where were we? Um, no, we were just kind of having a little little fun about the um, the the fact that uh, the guy was like, "Oh, I work for MI6." There is no MI6. He's like, "Yeah, you keep thinking that." <laughs> Again, he he is great. I love Mark Strong. He's fantastic. And everything that he's in. Um uh sexism is great as always. Oh Mom, you need to go upstairs with the secretaries. But again, it's the forties, I understand. But still, it's always good. Um Was she a
3: real was she a real character in real life?
2: Yes, she was real. Okay. Um according to Turing's nephew, she, however, was not that attractive. She was more of a plain woman, but Well when I think present? of British people
1: I don't think of I don't think of attractive people.
2: We, did, we didn't have any actresses from the 1980s available, so we had to get somebody <laughs> else. Um, Although Kira Knightley,
3: isn't she? I thought she was uh, British. She is. Well, like I'm Depp. talking like, you know, <laughs> older Depp actors. is
1: not British.
2: Yeah, he
3: is. No, he's not. Yeah, you've seen
2: Pirates. I have
3: no, seen you're Pirates. You're thinking
1: of uh, Selma Hayek.
3: Yeah, who is also oh, not British. No, no, British. no. Selma Hayek is, is Mexican.
2: She's not. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. That's She's, right. She actually is from Wales.
3: Yeah, it's no. prob- What's that on the the No, coast?
1: Selma Hayek
2: is not from West. Oh, not Selma Hayek. I was thinking of Catherine.
1: <laughs> I'm just so used to arguing with Sam about that. Yeah, Selma Hayek actually is from I think succeeded a- in confusing Sean. <laughs> he have <you've> broken me.
0: <laughs>
1: it was a long time coming, but the payoff was worth it. No, that was <laughs> good. That was good. <laughs> That would be funny to hear though,
2: wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. 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 No, she. you're right. She's uh she's, <laughs> Of course that's where you went. I was just like, "Oh no, I, she's British. She's from Wales." Oh, no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> but Johnny Depp is not British. So anyway, I think um, he wants to be. He does want to be, but he certainly isn't. Yeah. Um um yeah. Uh, uh I was uh I I popped online today and it had my Yahoo page first thing came up. And none of those little stories at the bottom. I didn't click on it, but the first one of the one of them was like, Johnny Depp rated the most overpaid actor in Hollywood again. Like, ooh, yeah. So, but hey, they keep making them Pirates of the Caribbean movies, so yep. keep going back to your keep going back to the old well. Maybe you'll um, uh, find something interesting. Anyway, um, uh, what? Oh, what? Oh, of course this stupid cop thinks he's a stupid spy because everyone was yeah, I mentioned that. Oh he even gets what? He even gets that her parents don't approve of her being with men. I don't remember huh? what I Yeah, it's that bit where he's uh, he's having to basically kinda of not lie but change the her the job of what she was going to do so that her parents would let her go. Um, such a strange time in our life when that mattered, but like she's 25, what is, you know, she can, but whatever to diff Uh, Oh wait. Um, as, 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 as one Chad might say,
3: it was a different time. Nah, thanks, Chad.
2: May you rest in peace. So, um, it's easy for us to see that his machine will work, but because we know, but I don't get. But I get why his co-workers are pissed. Man, apparently I was not good at taking notes. Um, I get why all of his co-workers kind of hated him because he was kind of aloof and, and just this is the way you're going to do it and all that stuff. But, um, you know, it was, it, it was kind of frustrating to watch because it's like, just let him do his thing. You know he's going to solve it. You just, he needs to have that that moment. He basically needed a Popeye moment to have that brilliant idea. of I mean, he just took some hot girl at the bar to do it, so good job um the team finally comes around which is always good um especially when the bad with the bad guy but when the boss is about to come and break the machine um he's going to get arrested for paying a prostitute and being gay which is super frustrating and sad yeah um probably yeah. because he couldn't have a uh, you
3: know personal relationship he had to go to those types of measures
2: well, that's how he got caught. But, I mean, that's not yeah. what he got arrested for. He got arrested for being gay. Yeah. I mean, it was, oh, Ill- yeah. it was illegal. No, man. I don't think so. I think it was well, – uh, yeah, but I think at that point
4: – because I had to rewind a lot during that part because, you know, they started doing that British stuff and I didn't quite understand. And I tried to take some notes. And I think they were calling him like a a pofter or something, and then they, they kind of made it sound like the guy was a pimp or something, and then they mm-hmm. shook him down, and it said pay for he paid for women. So I think in the beginning it was more of like they got him for prostitution before they found out that it was act- that he was actually gay. So I think that's what they got him wanted. So what it seemed like to me was they got him for like, I guess solicitation.
2: Well, that's what I thought too. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what the initial um, arrest warrant was for. Was like when right. they when they brought him in originally. Of course, the guy wanted to arrest him for being a spy, but. When he, when they, the, the, the guy, you know, they called, you know, brought him in for the prostitution, but they found out that he he paid a man, and mm-hmm. being gay is more illegal than prostitution, or soliciting a prostitute. I mean, um, he was given chemical castration because he was gay, not because he solicited a prostitute.
4: No, no. So, I think that's what it turned into. I think one, but yeah, I think the the initial the, other. the yeah. initial arrest was, and then when he, I mean, because when he was in there talking to the police officer, he said something about like, oh, because I got some little boy to touch my penis or something like that. And he's mm-hmm. like, like I think he kind of gave himself away at that point.
2: Well, no, because the police chief even says, um, you know, he he he, you know, paid this guy, paid a party, and a, and a, and a man at that. That's effing or that's you no know, bloody disgusting. So they knew it going into it, the arrest, that he was, they were, he was doing it because he, he paid for a man to do that. So that's what makes it so effed up. What makes it even more effed up is the fact that even after hearing who he was, like... They still did it. They still went through with it. The police don't have to file charges. They don't. The state doesn't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like... It, it, is it,
3: didn't he even make that point at some point, you know, it, you know, now that my fate is up to you, you've heard my story, you know, whether you charge me or not, um, it's up to you now,
2: yeah, I guess. And then the guy's like, I, I can't, I mean, I just, I, I I understand the law is, you know, there's a, there, it's supposed to be, you know, no special treatment. Right. But mm-hmm. I mean, this, this is the guy that won the war for you. Right for 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 us for, for the yeah everybody you know
4: I just yeah but see doing doing some more research on that which I man I hope you guys haven't ruined me from watching movies because now I start to ask <laughs> questions about everything and oh, do more research and figure more stuff out and my wife's looking at me like what the hell is your problem just watch the freaking movie but um after weather. doing more research yeah. his his arrest led to bigger things, and then they started going after higher authority figures, and there were two yep, it was guys witch who witch. were, yeah, yeah there, were, there were two guys that were in the Air Force or something like that, and then they became, and they, they actually called it a, a, a trial show, that it was more about like blowing this up, and then they started finding out that like the upper echelon We're were also into these prostitution rings and, um, you know, the the child prostitution and stuff like that. And I think the government was trying to get at the fact that, like, this stuff was happening around Parliament. So I I think it was one of those just he was he was the first one that they were going to hit. And then it
3: just it just it grew from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like the Red Scare and everything else. um, They, you know, it was a. The public got on a tangent, and unfortunately, that's what they were on a tangent about. That's why it's so dangerous, why some things are happening right now in the United States. Yeah. Well, So.
2: yeah, it's just... Okay, look, I know we have a couple of listeners who live in England, like they live currently in England. And if you're listening, one... Hi, we love you for listening. And, too, no, and you got to say it right. I can't do a British say, accent. Good day. Uh, oh, isn't it Australian? No. no Sam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cheerio. No? Oh, okay. I think it's Cheerios, right? Cheerio. Cheer, cheer, Cheerios. How about no. hello? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, You, well, you got to so, say, say it in British. I, I, we don't have to. Um... <laughs> You yeah, just you don't you don't walk into a Mexican Actually, restaurant. No, don't, don't yeah, you don't walk into a Mexican restaurant and go hola. No, you don't because then <laughs> What why not? Because then they it's look at you, you like... Because you got to fit in. No, you don't. What about me? Me. Go como
4: está. No, the first word is cerveza.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's so this mixed. is why then, people then hate you, Americans. Yeah, then you tell them it's Sean's birthday, and uh, <laughs> <he's> <laughs> them songs. then they put him on the horse. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> 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 yeah, it's actually a burro.
3: Usually a burro, and uh, <laughs> they put the
4: big hat on. And is there anybody out there we haven't pissed off yet? Have we missed anybody?
3: Uh, um, usually, we've an tip- hit pretty much everybody. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I had some fly lice earlier.
2: Yeah, through the through the life of this show, we're actually pretty good at insulting most people. Um, yeah. including ourselves. So I mean Oh absolutely. But my, my point where I was initially going um, is that Was you know, was Ola? Was not that. Was the um, Ola uh,
3: British citizen? Was um, Can you say Ola with a British accent?
2: I don't know. Andrew?
1: Uh we'll get on that. <laughs> <laughs> Start practicing. <laughs>
2: I don't know. It sounds that would sound.
4: Hello, 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 mate.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we just uh, lost our. English we lost listeners.
2: our two British yeah. listeners. Two
3: of them. <laughs> yeah, they're just there. They go. Both of them are gone. I, yeah, again, back uh, into the channel.
2: I mean, there might, we might have more. I don't know, but there's. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think we only have the two. But What do I know? I don't. I don't know anything. My point is, is that. Probably a six
3: year old that pressed the wrong button on the iPhone <laughs>
2: yeah yeah some poor kids some poor mom uh, is accidentally subscribed to our show and no one ever listens to it over there it's just, they, keep, they just keep f- uh, filling their phone with uh, our stupid noises um, yeah. but my what my point is is that um, you know we over here in America I certainly have nothing to point at you and laugh and say I can't believe you guys did this yeah and we have our own. Horrible history behind us. Yeah, um, history
3: should not repeat itself, but unfortunately. Yeah.
2: Um, but it just seems—it just seems really. I've um, I've always kind of thought it strange that I always kind of thought of England as being the more of the progressive country. I mean, they abolished slavery 120 years before we did. Um, well,
4: they were around a lot longer than we were too, so it's just you know. Well, yeah, but in I due mean, time.
2: I mean, but they they did it, you know, while we were. Maybe not we were making years, money with it a hundred years but I mean like we were okay not quite a hundred years I don't remember when they did it it doesn't matter well it does matter but I not for this my point my point being is that they it was it was still illegal to be gay going into the 50s yeah. there is just my point is like that just seems bananas to me anyway it's, um, have you guys, any of y'all, seen the new Harry Potter thing, the new uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them?
3: No. Yeah,
2: and, Sam. I know you've been kind of bedridden.
3: Yeah, I haven't been able. I mean, I'm I'm hoping somebody's going to wheel me out for this Star Wars next week, but uh, yeah, I've been kind of in the in the house.
2: There's a this doesn't spoil anything, but there's a moment in the movie. So the movie takes place all in America, right? And mm-hmm. um, so Eddie Redmayne goes there and he meets. Ultimately, he would meet the president of the Magical Congress. That's literally what it's called. Um, and you all right, Sam?
3: Mm-hmm. Sorry.
2: It's all right. So in the movie, um, you know, in the Harry Potter world, and they have the Minister for Magic, but a lot of the magic people have non-magic friends, muggles. They have muggle friends. They marry Nomadge. them. Yeah, and in yeah, the new one, they're called nomads. In America, they call them nomadges, right? And in America, they're not allowed to have any nomad friends at all. You can't mingle, nothing. And Eddie Redmayne says, "I find to the president, I find your kind of you know stance on muggles to be very old school and backwards. That you don't even you know whatever." So we're painting the the Americans as this kind of weird backwards kind of country where in the 1920s we weren't allowed to do that kind of thing. However. The president is an African American woman, <laughs> and all I can think of is really, you're saying that the the Muggles are so advanced in their uh, social you know stance that they would they would elect a African American woman as president. I, so just um, one one thing is saying something, and the other thing is saying something else. That was that was literally my only issue with the movie. Literally. Um. And otherwise, very good movie. So, go watch it. Um, where am I? I don't know. Imitation Game. I just that part just was was super sad and just such a waste that he you know when he, that he that he killed himself. Um, spoiler, um, but it's been two years. Uh, <laughs> but I think I, I think uh, the. <sighs>
4: Gay didn't play—the the homosexuality didn't play into the movie as much as I thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. It seemed like it, it had its undertones, and the movie kind of went on, and that, that, that was—it had its parts here and there that they interjected it, and then, boom, at the end of the movie, it popped up. But, like, I can't help but think, this guy played God, you know? I mean, at the end, when they said—he said, you know, they were playing the little game in the police station or whatever, and he's like, uh, something— Am I a machine? Am I a monster? Or am I like some hidden hero? And I think like the answer is yes. Like he was all of those. I all mean, of the above. Mm-hmm. Yeah. he played God for goodness sakes. I mean like thousands, as many millions of lives that he saved, how many thousands were sacrificed because they, I mean, they literally chose who lived and who died. I mean, I'm thinking myself. Mm-hmm gay, straight or otherwise, I'm thinking that that's got to play on your soul, you know? I mean, when you sleep at night, what kind of what kind of dreams do you have at that point, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, people who are close to you had brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers and you let them die and you were okay with that. You know? I mean, I again you gotta sacrifice the few for the many, but I mean Man, I, 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 I would I would think that that would have had some part to play in all of that you know that it wasn't just the homosexuality and the chemical castration and all that kind of stuff I would have to think that, that humanity sets in at some point and I, I think that had to that had to play a pretty big big struggle too but at the end of the movie they just seemed to focus on the homosexuality and like that's ultimately what killed him
2: um, I, I don't know I I, I look at it as, as, as this. Um, he, you know, he was a little off and kind of, I don't know if crazy is the right word, but like, you know, he was, you know, kind of one with his machine, his Christopher, which it wasn't called that in real life, but it doesn't matter. And um, the fact that he named it after his buddy, I guess, is what makes it interesting. Um, his high oh my gosh!
3: Grade. I just put those that two and two together right there. Uh, I yeah. never realized that watching it.
2: Yeah, he, he named it after the guy who who taught him code. Yeah, so that's that's why he named it that, right? So okay. he he would always love a Christopher. Right. And again, also JP, we 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 talked about at the beginning of this show. He was Aspergers, so um, he though he does have emotions. You know, he's not a sociopath like Sherlock Holmes plays. Um, He does, he does feel empathy, but it's hard for him. So I would bet that what you and I would feel the weight of so many deaths might not have affected him the same.
3: That's true. Maybe he had logic. Yeah. He used logic to, to reason. Yeah. Logic was
2: right. And he, he did what, you know, again, he thought was best. I mean, there are and maybe he did have PTSD. We didn't call it that back then, but maybe that's what he did have. Who knows? But and maybe a combination of it and the chemical that they forced him to take, you know, brought on his his suicide. But um, you know, who knows? But it just uh, it's it's it was a waste. You know, it's just what it is. It's a waste. Know, ima- imagine how much farther as a society we could have come. You know, if if he would have been alive, you know, maybe, you know, maybe he could have helped end, you know, the Soviet, you know, the Cold War sooner or something with code breaking and things like that. So,
4: well, I often wonder, too, especially at the the way that everything played out, I mean, him being at an all boys school, if he wasn't at an all boys, well, I mean, I guess it, back then, you know, they separated the, the boys, the, yeah. the the girls and the women and the, the men and all that kind of stuff. But it was like, that was th- his best friend. That was all he had in his life. That was the only person who ever showed him any affection, you know, so like, did that lead him to be gay? I mean, like, you know, was that his turning point that there was only one person in the world who cared for him? And it happened to be a boy. Is that why he was gay? Like if he would have had a girl that was, you know, helping him out, would he have been straight? You know what I'm saying?
2: Well, I I see what you're saying. I don't know if this episode, this podcast is um, uh, we're going to go into the. Nature versus nurture concept of homosexuality. Oh no, no, um, I got
4: you. But I mean, I, I just, I just thought like, if that would have happened, would that have changed everything? You know what I'm saying?
2: I, I, don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Um, um, I don't know. I, I, that's all I can say is I don't know. And um, that's I'm gonna leave it that. Um. Yeah. Uh, so there's another moment in the movie that pissed me off, and 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 I even said so to my to Sarah, my wife, and. She just kind of gave me the look and kind of walked off. But so Turing, he's obviously doing the the old yeller thing, right, where he realizes that it's now dangerous for um, Joan to be there. And he's trying to be the noble person, and he does the whole, I don't love you anymore, and I never did. I was just using you, blah, 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 to make her leave. So why is it in every movie that this happens, we as the audience know exactly what's happening and the person in the movie can't ever see it? I don't know why. That just annoys me. And, and of course, Sarah says, well, it's because he was mean. I'm like, no, he's obviously doing it because he loves her. Like, that's obviously why. Or cares for her, whatever. But I don't know. That's always pissed me off in movies. And when everyone, they do that. It just it just drives me crazy.
4: Well, I think she you, did, though, didn't she? Because he said... You know, I'm gay. And she's like, well, yeah, I, I kind of knew that, but she wanted to stick with him. And then when he dropped that bomb and she smacked him, she's like, yo, how dare you try to get rid of me kind of thing. But, I mean, I kind of think she knew.
2: Right. But, again, she still then plays the angry card and then leaves him because she's, because she is mad. And then they never resolve it. You know, they, they kind of stayed friends. I guess time heals all wounds kind of a thing. But it was whatever. It's fine. Um. And also in, in real life, she never got to see him before he died. She never came back, but makes it mm. makes it nicer for the movie. Um, worst guards in Britain. Oh, yeah, they're like when they all run back in when they have the idea. Uh, anyway. Um, the
4: Donald Trump moment. I thought that was
2: kind of funny. What was the Donald Trump moment?
4: The whole thing where he just looked at them all. He's like, you're fired. Oh. <laughs> all of them. Yeah. You're gone.
2: Yeah, you two are fired. Um,
4: uh, you're fired. Yeah.
2: Why? Well, you're 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 mediocre at best, and we don't need you. Damn. Yeah. Uh, and it's, and it's also a shame that it took until 2013 to pardon him. I thought that was yeah, like, kind of crazy. Um, you ready for some clips? Some Let's plippy, do it. Some clippy clips.
4: Hey, wait one one more thing. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. The, at the beginning, eight hundred thousand kids were evacuated. Mm-hmm. Where'd they go?
2: To the other parts of the country. Yep.
3: To the country.
4: And like who took care of them? Was that like uh did you ever they see, had like one big nanny or did you
2: not ever see Chronicles in Narnia?
3: Oh, uh, they all they, they were all taken to a wardrobe? No. A not lot of cool. family to took Narnia. them in.
2: Yeah, other families took them in. People who lived out in the country who had bigger And homes. if they
3: didn't have families, uh, they they were pretty much given to strangers. Some which of them.
2: Is, yeah, which is what happens in Lion the Witch in the wardrobe.
3: Yeah, they, yeah. Were, they were. But I'm were, thinking
2: like eight hundred thousand. That's that's not that's like
3: a lot of kids,
4: a couple households.
2: Well, no, but I mean like, I mean imagine the city of New York needs to be evacuated. New York's a big state, you know. So there's um, lots of other places for them to go. So I mean, again, England isn't just the size of London. England is still uh, a, a spacious country. So if they go off to other parts of the country, you know where it's less industrial, so there's no reason to bomb. For the Germans to bomb that, then it would be a, a safe place. That's yeah. That's what starts uh, the line of the witch in the wardrobe. That's what kickstarts yep. the whole series. Is that the kids have to get shipped off to some little town in the middle of nowhere where there's this big house with the professor who has a wardrobe that takes them to another place, and then you get to see um, Mr. Tumnus and you know Xavier, the uh, the McAvoy Professor. I yeah,
4: I did forget that 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 was the beginning of that.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Um. It was on, actually, just the other day. We watched it. It was good. Um, There you go. Number, my first one. I wrote joke, but I don't remember what this is, so here you go.
0: Yeah, Turing. A mathematician. Correct. However could I have guessed. Didn't you just read it on that piece of paper?
2: (laughs) I think that's... It's just good, you know? Like, again, he's not being funny. He's just... It's who he is, and I thought he was great. Um, here's another pit, uh, pit clip from that moment.
0: Then you don't think that qualifies you as a certified prodigy? Well, Newton discovered binomial theorem age 22. Einstein wrote four papers that changed the world by the age of 26. As far as I can tell, I've, uh, <laughs> I've barely made par. Oh, my God, you're serious. Or would you prefer I made a joke? Oh, I don't think you know what those are hardly seems fair that that's a requirement for employment here, Mr... Commander Denniston, Royal Navy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Again, that back and forth, that quit back and forth, I think that's, uh, I like that kind of stuff. Um, you, Somebody mentioned earlier about uh, going over his head. Well, here you go. Have you ever won a war, Turing?
0: I have. Do you know how it's done? Order, discipline, chain of command. You're not at university any longer. You are a very small cog in a very large system, and you will do as your commanding officer instructs. Who, Who is your commanding officer? Winston Churchill, number 10 Downing Street, London, SW1. You have a problem with my decision. You can take it up with him.
2: By God, he did. (laughs) Yes,
0: he did. Winston
4: effing Churchill is what I wrote down. (laughs) Right? Uh (laughs) Yeah. All
2: Uh, the way to the top. I love it when the guy's like, but you're saying he can say that. No, I didn't say that, but Churchill said he could.
0: (laughs) Oh, that was good.
2: That was good. Um, I don't remember what this is. I just wrote imagine.
0: Sometimes it's the very people who no one imagines anything of who do the things that no one can imagine.
1: Good word. That's what good. was that? Oh, you mean the phrase that was said 47 times in the movie? Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, it
2: was said it was, a lot, but I liked it, and I don't care.
1: I did like it, and it took me four times to understand what they were trying to say. Yeah, yeah well, that's I why I'm glad I... am it several to, times. It was really hard to understand
3: um, Bumblebee yeah. uh, a few times. Well... Especially, uh, his voice is, like, not quite deep enough for the subwoofer or something, and not quite high enough for the other stuff, but it's, like, in a weird range... That doesn't get picked up real well by my system here in the house.
2: Yeah, he's, he's got that nice, nice baritone voice. He, um, I captured that one because Kieran Knightley says it and the little boy says it, and I just liked his version better. Um, uh, it's a cool quote. Well, I mean, they say the May the Force be with you a lot in Star Wars, but you know, whatever. Um, here you go.
0: Maintain a conspiracy of lies at the highest levels of government. Sounds right up
2: my alley. When they uh, were
4: sitting at the table, did you see what the special was for the day? No. It was like the bomb shelter special or something like that. I'm thinking like, (laughs) I guess even then they were having fun with it. I mean, you know, it's like the, I guess your eggs got scrambled that morning or something.
2: (laughs) Well, it was funny... And I've talked about this before, how I notice things when I go back and pull clips is that this time it didn't hit me until this time. But so these these three people are in this quiet restaurant in what would be looks like a nice, you know, upscale kind of restaurant somewhere in London. And they're having this very serious yet very calm conversation about basically how are we going to pick and choose which battles to, to, to whatever. Right. And. Um, in the background is a truck that is unloading w- wounded soldiers. And so the, the kind of the, the dichotomy between these people calmly talking about the death of thousands while in the background there are wounded men being unloaded and taken into a hospital. Just that contrast was really like smacked me in the face this time, the third time watching that scene. And um, it was very well done. Um I, I assume it was very intentional. So, uh, at least I'm gonna give the director credit for it. Um, this one was also one of the few moments in the movie where I actually kind of laughed out loud. I'm just a
0: mathematician. I know a lot of spies, Ellen. You've got more secrets than the best of them. You, you have to promise me that you will release Joan. Yes, Jones at the market. She's going to be back in an hour. I lied.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and oh, that's a jerk.
2: There's a couple <laughs> things in this that scene happening that I that I really enjoyed. So one is that he's um, basically touring is pulling the. Um, uh, oh shoot, what's his name? Um, Harrison Ford, Alec Baldwin, the movies, the Jack Ryan movies. He's basically mm-hmm. pulling a Jack Ryan. I'm not a spy. I just write books for the CIA, right? The other part that's kind of interesting is that when, when Alan, as soon as Alan walks in, the music starts, right? And the music is this intense, just kind of driving. You can hear the strings at the beginning. And then the moment that the tension is lifted when he said, oh, she's at the market, then the music just stops. And all of a sudden, the tension is released. Again, I thought that was really, really clever. Um, we haven't mentioned the soundtrack. I thought the soundtrack was really good. I did, too. Um it was very kind of just it complemented everything, you know, uh-huh. like it was never it, it's certainly not John Williams or Hans Zimmer. It, it's not anything that's ever going to be the focal point of of the movie, um, but it, it just complemented everything quite, quite nicely.
4: Well, I think right there, especially like like you're talking about the tension. I mean, the things that had to be going through his mind at that moment, like he was going to have to tell him who the spy was. And then that was going to come out that he was homosexual. So when he said, you know, when all of a sudden that released, I mean like, man, that had to be like his whole world just came back to him, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Something else that just bothered me this time when you said that JP, I don't know why it triggered it this time, but at the beginning of the movie, right. Um, freaking M gets a telegram saying that Turing's was, uh, was robbed. like, he should immediately send his little NY six cronies over to the place and flash some badges and get him out of there. Immediately. Like
3: although they basically they weren't telling anybody that this had happened. You know, just, basically they had disavowed him.
4: I mean at this point it was over. They didn't need him. I mean you know what I'm you saying, know. technically. Yeah, but
2: like they didn't know that they didn't need him. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't. You know, I, I can't imagine that an, uh, a, a CIA, or not CIA, but an MI6 guy, as savvy as that man was, would allow an asset to just whatever. Now, he didn't know, at least we assume he didn't know that he was you know, arrested when he was, but I still just, I don't know, in today's society, like in today's movies, and today's, I know, I just kind of feel like today, some government guy comes and flashes a badge and he gets to walk out the front door. And we don't know why, right? You know, like yeah. like
4: keeping them. A- but that would have drawn attention, right? Why? Why not? I mean, like there was the you know you're the police you're coming to check on this.
2: But this is this, this is 1951. burglary. One, this isn't social media. Who's gonna notice?
3: Yeah, it's, well, you know what I'm saying. Like it's, it's also all not, the not old social bitties. media. I mean, are the are is Mi6 still watching him? Do they even know what this is happening to him? At the they time? were
2: watching enough that someone was listening to a to a a, um, a police report and heard Alan Turing's name and thought it important enough to take it to the head of MI6. Like, they were keeping tabs on him. Mm-hmm. So that's what's frustrating. So now I blame him. I blame him. It's his fault. So there you go. <laughs> it all comes back to him. Maybe
4: they were maybe he looked at it as maybe the police were going to wrap up the loose ends, you know? Uh,
2: I hope not. That's that's super cynical. You know, like, oh, well, here's a way that we can keep make sure that these secrets stay secret. Um I hope that's not real. That I would
3: think sense. that'd be the opposite once yeah. he got caught, he was singing I, like a bird.
2: Yeah, I still think that they would want him. You know, like, hey, we might need you in the fight against the the reds, you know? I don't know. Whatever. I'm just I'm, frustrated i don't know why it was you know uh 31 years before i was born but still um that's okay uh and this is the last clip i have
0: uh, well the judge gave me um a choice uh, uh, either two years in prison or ho- hormonal therapy oh my god oh my god yes yes that's right. chemical castration To uh, to cure me of my um, uh, homosexual predilections. There you go. Mm.
2: So, anyway, uh, with that all being said, uh, tropes uh, wrote down, movie is told as a flashback, and info is from newsreel. And, of course, the old yeller bit. Um, There you go. You guys, do you have any tropes you want to add to the list there? That you could think Mm. of?
0: no No, uh
3: the only other is just a common common theme of outcast slowly becoming accepted by his peers
2: yeah yeah that happens a lot in movies yeah yeah like they kind of have to prove themselves Mm -hmm. but don't we all kind of do that anyway like you know like like andrew you switched jobs as band director so mm. when you get to your new job, don't you kind of feel like you kind of show? You need to show off a little bit to the kids so that they will trust you. I mean the, I mean the you know the freshmen coming in, they don't know you, so like it's like well fine, but these seniors, don't you kind you of? You have feel to
1: like, you have to prove you know your stuff.
2: Yeah, don't you kind of like, you kind of you have to kind of flex your muscles a little bit. JP teaches kindergarten, so it doesn't really matter. I mean he could come in wearing. A Mickey Mouse You gotta flex costume. your muscles for those kids. Yeah, he can come in wearing a Mickey Mouse costume yep. and he's sold. Right? They're like yeah.
4: That's right. You let them know that you've seen Phineas and Ferb and they're on your side.
2: Right. <laughs>
0: so um
2: and I and I, I kinda had to do that at this new job. You know, I'm coming in as this new, you know, director, you know, for tech services and ops. And so, you know, these students who have been running the building for the last year without a boss, I have to come in and kind of show them that I know what I'm doing and I have, you know, good ideas and stuff. And and when they're, you know, so I, I get but the problem is is that Turing didn't know he needed to do that. He didn't think to mm-hmm. do that. He just went into the corner and did his own thing. Um, so once Joan kind of pointed it out, you kind of need to do that. You kind of need these people to like you. And he came in and told the funny joke about the bear, and then he gave everybody an apple. And then there you go. It was fun. So.
4: Which, do you know that's how he killed himself? Yeah. Do Fire what? on the
2: apple. He, he oh, put, put, I didn't know uh, it was on the apple. Okay. Yeah, he yeah, put... He put, he put
4: he, Cyanide on an apple and ate it.
2: Yeah. Mm. There's a the rumor is is that Snow White and the Seven Doors was his favorite Disney thing, um, and that's kind of uh, he was kind of reenacting the scene from that. So, but of course, no one will know because.
1: So that's at the beginning of the movie when he's sweeping up cyanide. That's what he's doing
2: yeah well, yeah I mean one of the theory is simply is that he was just around these these dangerous chemicals, and he just accidentally um inhaled too much and it just accidentally killed him. It was an accidental death, not a suicide, but mm-hmm. most people think that it was suicide because the the pain of the chemical castration was just too much, and he needed to escape again the rumors we don't know and there's there's no way to know obviously he didn't write it down um uh anyway, so the yeah And now for some more bad news. Ready? Trivia! The account of how the team decided which messages to pass along is fictional. In real life, Stuart Menzies uh, had the sole responsibility of deciding what method should be used and what percentage of intelligence should be passed. He and Turing did not work out a method. So, Mm. I wish I would have read that before we had our long conversation about... (laughs) Maybe he felt bad about stuff because, frankly, all he did was decode messages and pass them on. And M was the one that kind of made that decision. So he actually kind of wasn't playing God as the movie portrayed him to be. But then again, that's trivia from IMDb and it could be way wrong. Um, So I didn't really vet that anywhere. So if that's, um, well, if that's wrong, I apologize. Um, I can only read what I wrote, or what somebody else wrote. Uh, Winston Churchill stated that the Bletchley Park codebreakers made the single greatest contrib- contribution to Britain's war effort. In an interview with USA Today, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch said of Turing's royal pardon, quote, the only person who should be pardoning anybody is him. Hopefully, him being Turing. Hopefully, the film will bring... To the fore, what an extraordinary human being he was and how appalling his treatment by the government was. It was a shameful, disgraceful part of our history. End quote. Uh, Commander Dennison says that he had just, quote, rejected one of our greatest nation's top linguists, knows German better than Bertroit Bercht, Brecht? Um, quote. Brecht. Brecht, yeah, sorry, Sam, I should have had you read that name. Uh, that linguist was undoubtedly J.R.R. Tolkien, writer of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings books who learned German from his mother. Yeah, bold. There
3: you
0: go. Hmm.
2: So, there you go. Um, uh, do we want to play the recasting game? Because I think, frankly, Cumberbatch was fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, he was nominated for an
1: Oscar. far too new to recast.
2: Yeah, and he was nominated yeah. for an Oscar for a reason. So, I think. Yep.
3: Well, do you see it was it Leonardo was supposed to be was what's like second in line for this part?
2: Yes, I did. Wouldn't that. It, wouldn't
3: that have been weird? I don't Yeah, I don't think
4: I could picture that.
2: I mean, wasn't he I mean, I'm getting I might be way wrong, but wasn't he Gilbert Grape in What's Eating Gilbert Grape?
3: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
2: Right? So I mean he can play that kind of No no
3: of... no, he wasn't Gilbert Grape. He was Gilbert Grape's brother, if I remember right. What's eating...
1: I believe no. Gilbert Grape was the older guy. With Johnny Depp? Johnny Depp was the no. Brother.
2: Johnny Depp was the older brother, so Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio was Arnie Grape. Yeah, yeah. So he was the one that actually had issues, right?
3: Oh yeah, he was fantastic in that movie. Oh right. My gosh. So
2: I mean, I think Leonardo could have done it, um, and frankly, he probably would have finally he would have won his Oscar before having to do The Revenant, mm-hmm. um, which I have, and be
3: attacked by a bear.
2: Which I have on my DVR upstairs. The Revenant. But I need to find time when Sarah's not around to watch it because
3: Dude, it's hard. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a hard yeah, watch. Definitely. It's beautiful, like but it's a hard watch. Oh my yeah. gosh. It was literally like it's take the thirty minutes I was on the floor in the gymnasium and like multiply that by a two hours. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is it, yeah, I is it tomahawk hard? Um, kind of, in a way, where it's hard to watch sometimes, yeah.
4: Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, you're just, like, your insides are turning, and there's times where you just need to take a pause just to get away from it.
3: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Uh, it's hard.
4: Yeah, it's, it's, mm, man, on so many levels.
2: I I, I have heard that from several people, that they came back from the theater. Uh, One of my coworkers from Charlotte said, like, I'm glad I watched it, but I never want to watch anything like that ever again. It was just too, too hard. What, what men will do to each other and whatever. And apparently, bears. Anyway. Um, though I, I saw one of those things on Facebook where it was like 13 pictures to ruin your Hollywood, whatever. And that uh, it actually showed the picture of the guy who was the bear in the Revenant, <laughs> you know, in a big green suit with dots all over him. He was a dude. I mean, that's got to be hard to act when it's just this, you know, six foot nine man pretending to eat you.
0: You know, well,
3: wait till you see that scene! Oh, oh, I'm, oh I'm good sure, God! I'm, I'm sure yeah. Oh, yeah. Holy cow! Yeah, he he earned his Oscar on that one. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I I I believe it. I mean, his, as many times as he's been passed up for really good movies, I mean, we all loved Wolf of Wall Street. We hated his character, but I can see why he was nominated for that. You know.
3: Yeah. This was my. I I just checked my Facebook um, on January 31st when I saw it this year. Here's a, here's my three word synopsis of The Revenant. Cold, wet, pain. Hmm. That's about it. Nice. Uh, Bring a blanket. Watch it with a blanket.
2: Okay. That's good to know. (laughs) I I feel like that's one of those, like you guys would tell me, like I'm going to watch it and then immediately going to want to watch something like fun and happy right afterwards. So like, yeah, put, need, put
3: in, like, um... I'll
2: have the Lego movie queued up, ready to go, go, or something like that. <laughs>
3: everything is awesome! Yeah,
2: exactly. Have them playing at the same time. Oh, that'd be fun. You know, so while he's getting attacked by the bear, you've got to,
3: everything is awesome!
2: Or I'll, like, I'll, I'll text JP and be like, we need to play video games right now.
3: Yeah, I'm good <laughs> with that. But
2: not, but not the Hoth level of uh, Battlefield. Or Battlefield. Yeah, definitely not, no.
3: The Hoth level?
2: Yeah, they're on Hoth, yeah. where it's cold and from... Nice. Yeah. You know. Though there's no oh. snow monsters, but there are giant Adat walkers. Sweet
3: sort of everywhere.
2: Supposedly that's a thing, right? Did you guys know that? Like that's a controversy, like AT-AT versus AT-AT. Uh, yeah. Know, say that again? So there's like this weird thing where like people who are like, considered to be true fans of Star Wars say that they're not called AT-AT walkers because they're never called that anywhere in the movies. They're just called Imperial Walkers or AT-ATs. And the video game that JP and I play, Battlefront, on, for Xbox One, they refer to them as ATATs. ats They never huh. call them AT-AT. So um, pe- people not? are actually hoping that they call them AT-AT walkers in the new Rogue One movie so they can be validated. Um, it's very <laughs> strange. Anyway, whatever. Um, uh, top three. Decided to do Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch as our top three. This,
3: this might be a real quick one.
4: <laughs> just so you know. yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think We might all agree on the same three films.
2: Yeah, there's not a whole lot that he's been in. I mean, he's been in some great stuff. He's just not been in a lot yet. He just his career kind of got started late. Like we didn't start noticing him until Sherlock, and that was in the mid 2000s. So, uh, Andrew, we'll see if we all have some of the same films.
1: Yeah, I have seen three, uh, Bonnie Comer Comerhair movies, and, um, and Sherlock. And Sherlock is a fantastic show. Absolutely, I cannot I wait for the new I wish there were season. more episodes. Yeah, of this. well,
2: it's out. They're out. They're yeah. just only out on the BBC. They're not on yeah. Netflix yet.
1: Yeah, right, waiting on Netflix to pick them up. Yeah. Uh, so number three, the the Hobbit: Desolation of Smaug.
2: Actually, I lied. They're not out yet. They yes. come out in 2017. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. Okay. And number one, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy.
2: I
3: never saw li- that. See, I
2: didn't like that one. I heard, yeah. It was very British and very kind of very
1: stiff upper lip. You know. Just I redid- liked it. it. But then again, that's, that's my personality. Stiff mm-hmm. upper lip.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Just because you can speak with a British accent doesn't mean that you that you're Robin
1: Hood. Unlike other Robin Hoods, I can speak with a British accent. I try. Uh, consistently.
2: Yeah. <laughs> hey, Kevin, just stop trying. All right, let's just do your normal American accent. That's yeah. fine. No one will notice. You sure? Yeah, man, we got uh what's his name over there? Crap, what was his name? Uh, Will Mecha Will, Will Scarlet, Ameka oh, Okafor. Scarlet. Why does that name like in your brain? <laughs> Christian like, Slater. You don't. Yeah, Christian Slater. Like you don't know sports. Why do you care about that? That's so weird. <laughs>
3: oh, I love it.
2: Uh, it's funny. Uh, yeah, like you got freaking Slater in that movie, and Morgan and if it's Freeman. not
1: British enough, we're gonna throw in a Scotsman right. to be the king.
2: Oh, yeah. he was great. Alan Rugman was fantastic. Wait, wait, wait.
1: Wasn't uh, Morgan
3: Freeman in yeah. there as well? Did yeah.
2: God paint you? Yeah, he's in that. Yeah, he's great. Did
3: he Did he speak with a British accent?
2: No, he, he's not British. He's, he's, uh... He's <laughs> so a, I, was, I was
3: about to say, I don't think I remember him trying an, an accent. No,
2: that. he's a Moor. He's Moorish. Yeah. So he had a little bit of an accent.
3: See, that's what happened. See, Kevin Spacey was with Morgan Freeman in the <laughs> Crusades. Kevin Spacey? and And, um when he was over there you know how he kind of picked up the accent before he ran for president
2: oh okay yeah
3: um, when you're with other people with uh, with accents you kind of pick up their accent that's what happened that's why that's why uh, the, the robin hood um, <laughs>
2: so you're didn't... saying that he went to the middle east and picked up an american accent absolutely oh, okay. if,
3: if we're saying the moors equal american accent and the british equal british accent
2: i didn't say that he had a that would make
3: sense that he was picking up some english i'm sorry some American accents because he's around the Moors I didn't over I didn't there.
2: say Morgan Freeman had a uh, an American accent I said he had a a, a, a Moorish accent he had an accent
1: yeah, yeah it was almost a like a, it was like a Middle Eastern Indian type accent
2: yeah I mean
3: I have to see I don't remember it's been so long so
2: here's the funny thing about that movie they actually made a director's cut of that movie and I so mm-hmm. I watched it about five or six years ago and it makes the movie actually a lot better. Um, really? Yeah, because the whole weird witch down in the dungeon kind of a thing, like, latrine. No, not latrine, but yes. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, shithouse. Um, she um, she has a different kind of role in mm-hmm. the movie, and there's actually like devil worship happening, and there's some other stuff happening. So it, it I actually think it makes the movie better. Now it makes the movie a lot longer. Uh, it turns into a nearly a three-hour movie, but um,
1: yeah, I need to get that. I love that movie.
2: I, yeah. I the, the well, I, is I obviously shower,
3: like, is there more Waterfowl uh, shower scene? No, there's no more uh, Kevin oh, Costner uh,
2: button scenes. Um, but obviously, I love the soundtrack enough that I use it in the intro of our podcast. So yeah, yeah. Um, which is still weird that Disney uses that in the intro of their little whatever. But because it's not a Disney movie, doesn't matter. JP, you're still here with us, right? Yeah, man. Uh, your top three, sir.
1: <laughs> if
2: you have um, listened to the show, you know we Star do. Star Trek so. Into the Darkness.
4: I had the whole Lord of the Rings with the Smaug, and Schmau. The Imitation Game, and that was it. That's all. That's the three that I've seen.
2: That's fine. Yeah, yeah. we'll uh, we'll let JP break the rule this time because he's only seen three. Uh, and didn't know the rules. Yeah, we don't. We typically don't allow the uh, the movie we've just seen to be. In the top three, is the rule.
3: <gasps> but then I only have top two.
2: That's fine. <laughs> that's, that's happened before, uh, Sam.
3: Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to say my number three is penguins of Madagascar.
2: Yeah, is um freaking what's his, uh, classified? Uh, it's
3: classified. Yeah, I love listen, it.
2: Listen here, classified. No, that's not my name. <laughs> <laughs> the bit when they're trying to when Dave skypes in.
3: Yeah, yep. we can't
2: hear you. Turn on your microphone. Your mic- is it? Is it on? No, no, no. Is we can't it, hear. You. Yeah, that. Is it that better? Perfect. No. Now you turned on your microphone. We can see, but we can't hear you.
3: It's that's so- pretty. This is pretty much how we start each podcast. Every before we podcast get is like this. Yep.
2: Yep. Oh yeah. Good. Now every time a criminal mastermind calls in, we go through this. Sorry. <laughs> I love that bit.
3: Uh, Dang. my number two would be a can in Star Trek Into Darkness. I am
2: can wait what
3: my number one um, just mainly because he wasn't in it very long but 12 Years a Slave was a pretty powerful movie
2: I've not seen that
3: so it's another one that's hard to watch Yeah, (laughs) real hard
2: okay my my honorable mention would be no one cares moving on oh wow Uh, wait (laughs) I have the microphone so I'm gonna go um (laughs) My number uh, honorable mention will be Amazing Grace, um, Amazing, which is the, it's the British uh, it's the movie of how the uh, the the English and how they abolished slavery. Um, it's a good movie. It's got uh, what's his name in it? Uh, your Fantastic Four, Mister uh, Mister Fantastic. There, he's in it. And your uh, oh, yeah. Michael Gambone, your your uh, Dumbledore.
3: Yeah, the uh, Ian Griffith. Mhm.
2: uh yeah isn't that
3: uh, his his name
2: yeah i don't know and some other british people that we've all known toby jones is in it he's good mm-hmm. anyway, michael gambone yeah you're uh dumbledore
3: bend Dover pitch pitches in there
2: he is in that which is why i picked the movie jeremy uh, swift um okay yeah nicholas day you don't have to keep that's fantastic though yeah 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 that's
3: Mr. fantastic that's, right? he headlines that's a, that's a stretch
2: ah I see what you did there. Ah, uh, you see, you see, I kind of just can't get. Hey, anyway, sorry. Yeah. Uh, number three would be War Horse, the old uh, Shake, not Shakespeare. Uh, Spielberg. Uh, we know we're just trying to Oscar.
3: Oh, it, it was Old Yeller. Um, <laughs> yeah. Horse, basically. Yeah. I refuse. I refuse to watch those types of movies. It's not Old Who Yeller knows? the horse. It really <laughs> couldn't is. do it. When you watch them, they're basically they're they're building up your happiness until they tear it down and destroy it. They Don't it do a it in gun the movie. Gunshot to the head. They don't. The Absolutely. horse
2: lives. Spoiler. No. The, the way. horse lives the whole no. time.
3: He was turned into yeah. glue. He was not. Yeah. <laughs> he they probably ate glue. him out there in the trenches. Yeah, you probably used yeah. him on one of
1: your science fair projects. <laughs> Chewing gum and Jello.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. of those things. I happen. Refuse. That's fine. It was good. Uh, John Williams did the music. It was a good movie. It, had, um, it also had, what's his name in it? Um, your uh, Your Loki was in it, too. Hiddleston. Yeah. I, the, the thing that pissed me off in the movie, legit pissed me off, is that at the beginning of the movie, this is the start of the war. So they're like, hey, we're going to go st- take all the horses from the towns. And so they take the horse, right? And then they legit do a horse bayonet charge into German fortified lines, and everyone dies. Uh. It is <laughs> it's Surprise! Just, you're just sitting there looking at See? them, going, "Who thought that that was still a good idea?" Like we, it, I know it's 1912, but shit, no, 1914. But I mean, good gosh, like we. Anyway, whatever. People are stupid. That's all I'm gonna say. Especially then. Uh, number two, uh, desolation of Smaug, and number one would be Star Trek Into Darkness. Smaug. So, there you go. Um, we actually have an email this week. Believe it or not. Woo-hoo. Nice. Um, It is from our good friend, listener, Alan, who has been on the show. He's a good friend of the show. Hey, buddy. Um, He says, hey, guys, The Rock is on Netflix. Move it up the list and get it on the show now. Um, Okay, sure. I love The Rock. I'm in for that. So, um, hell yeah. Thanks, Andrew, for having my back. So, apparently last week when I was making fun of Alan... And that dumb movie he made us watch. Uh, Andrew had his back, so um, uh, JP, I want your opinion. Did you see Dawn of Justice? No. Oh well, then. Oh wow. Then okay. don't 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 watch it. It's terrible. Yeah. Right.
1: Um, okay. Yeah. Your upends will come, Sean.
2: What? What upends? What? <laughs> when? 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 All of the other movies that that were teased in that movie finally come out, and one of them is good. Is that my comp- up- compass? whatever you say? Yeah, they're
1: they're all going to be good. good. Are they
2: really? Are they really? Yes, each of them. You think so? Be great. I don't think yeah. so. I think they're all going to be. The only one I'm actually excited for is going to be the new Batman movie because Ben Affleck is directing it. It's the only one I'm. I'm really? like. Yeah. Is uh, what's his name still doing the voice?
3: Not Bill Hader. Um, Michael Keane. No, not Michael K. Um
2: The voice of what?
3: Yeah, he was great. Will Ar- Will, Fort-
1: Will Forte?
2: Will Arnett is Will the Larnett, voice of Lego you. Batman yeah. in the Lego movie.
0: No,
1: yeah. they're still doing the uh, voice of BB Eight in uh, the new Batman movie.
2: Bill Hader yeah. is the voice of BB Eight. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, anyway, this is always fun. Uh, thanks, Andrew, for having my back. I still think you guys get better weekly. All oh, thanks. Hope Sam heals quickly, and don't forget my other requests, which I have for completely forgotten. Um, with honors and cadence. Hashtag save Andrew. Uh, there you go, Alan. Thanks, Alan. Oh. We appreciate it. So <laughs> Alan and Andrew are, are besties, and they've been uh, texting each other nightly. It's actually pretty fun. Um, nice. Um, so I will. I, I forgot about the movie that he asked us to do. So,
1: Did you say sexually pretty fun? Did I? <gasps> what? I don't think so. <laughs> You said he's been texting nightly, it's sexually pretty fun.
2: Did I say that? I don't think I
1: said it,
3: that.
2: It kind of came up across a
3: little did, bit. Did yeah. It? What Did you oh, say, yeah.
1: did, oh, did say actually? Is that a, fr- a
3: frightened slip or something? That I don't know, strange. I might need to
2: go back and listen to the tape here. I don't know. Uh, <laughs>
3: I know
1: we watched this movie, but come on now. I don't know. Yeah, man. Uh,
2: <laughs> if I did, I'm sorry, and I, I wish I had if I actually didn't. Um, <laughs> so he wants us to do something called With Honors. This is how this works, people. If you send us an email and you want us to do something, it gets added to the list. And I don't you know what any of these movies are about, and I'm adding them to the list. So there you go. Um, it's right there next to Knights of Bad Astem, which, what the hell is that?
3: That has a, a what's his name from Game of Thrones, um, Tyrion, in it.
2: Oh, okay. Well, I guess we have to do it then. Oh, it was the one that I emailed you, Kung Fu, no, oh, Kung Fury.
4: Kung Fury. Kung Fury. Yeah. Uh, like thirty minutes of your life you'll never get back, but I think it'd be fun to talk about.
2: Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I guess we can do that for thirty minutes. You know, half the episode will be. I mean, the, I can do like the entire thing and just for the clips. Um. There you go. So thanks for your email again. If you want to, yeah. how do you send us an email? Well, you just send it to uh, cheapseatreviews at gmail We will read it on air and we will do whatever you want us to do within reason. Yeah. Um,
3: Sean is a pimp, and uh, he will. Do
2: it. More like um, we're all. Um, I don't know. Are we? Are we? Yeah. Are we all whores? I mean, is that what we are? I mean. I we, guess we are. More we movie whores. We, we, we took people's yep. money and let them to be on the show. So. I guess. That's true. There you go. I'm not quite sure how that works. Anyway, um, there you go. So that's that. Number, uh Andrew, you're out of ten, sir.
1: Oh. Caught me off guard here. Sorry. Uh, let's see. Out of 10. (laughs) Well, I am a Benfold's Cottonmouth uh, fan, so uh, (laughs) I think that uh, I'm going to go pretty high on this.
2: Okay. That was good. Uh,
1: I like that one. Thanks. Uh, Let's go eight. Okay. Wow. Solid. Well, no, let me back it down a second. Let me say seven... Don't, seven point eight.
2: Don't let our reaction dissuade you. you don't, don't no, want no. to Talk
1: you out of it. I was like, it oh, wasn't hey, the what reaction. <laughs> I it, I thought it was kind of high when it came out of my mouth. Sorry. So seven point eight. We'll go there.
2: So so Sam, just so you're aware, JP last week went with the uh, seven point six five four, and and as a result, our average vote turned it into a seven point zero zero
3: one. Nice.
2: Yeah. So that'll be fun for you to add into the list. I was
3: about to say, do I go to the was it the thousandth
2: I don't know. On the thing. website, you're gonna, you're gonna have to, to pretty soon. I mean, come on, yeah. thousandths. Well, I mean, just for uh for finest hours, we will it's a six point two eight seven five. So you're probably gonna have to. Yeah. Yeah. Um or the sum of all fears is a five point six seven three 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 three. So never mind. <laughs> uh so uh I'm about to say corny, JP. Um, I'd give it a strong eight. All right. Uh, Sandwise.
3: I'll give it a good, let's do a 7, 7.27, um, bombs out of 10. Raining down on Sean's house.
2: Um. From above. I, it's As interesting. He, a 7.27. That seems high for someone who started. Andrew?
1: Sorry, I'm not sure what's happening here.
2: That that seems high for someone who said at the beginning of the movie that it was boring and you didn't really like it that much.
1: Well,
3: I said the first part of the movie. Once you got to like this guy and got to know him a little bit more and understood him. Okay. Let's just say without Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, I said his name right. I can't believe it. Um, (laughs) Without him as Turing, this movie could have quickly become horrible. I agree. I agree. He he absolutely makes this movie. For
2: what so, I did read some other trivia, um, uh, and not just IMDb, but some other places that said that basically Turing's uh, nephew saw the movie and said that Cumberbatch not only looks like him, but that was his uncle. Like that's the way he was. So wow. he said it, they could not have got a done a perfect casting. Huh. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I'm not going to use Sam's little phrase where he said I had fun. It wasn't fun, but it was entertaining. It was enjoying. Uh, it made me have lots of emotions, whether it be awe-inspiring for what these men accomplished and frustration for what the government did to him. Um, I, I find this movie just to be completely engaging. Um, I, I liked the, the back and forth between the war story and his personal demons and... The, the the conflicts with his work co-workers and I just I just found it all well meshed and I loved the writing and back and forth. So with all that being said, I was doing my prerequisite for Jen, you know, to make sure that I say why I did like the movie. Um, <laughs> gotta keep our listeners happy. I'm gonna give this an 8.15. Oh, um, uh, okay. Uh, Christopher machines in the other room. So, there you go. Uh, I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot.
3: Now, uh, a
2: lot. With all of that being said about this really fine piece of film, which was nominated for an Oscar, we're going to do something that was not. Um, <laughs> we're going to do a movie called U571 next week, and I did this slightly on purpose. This movie is about how uh, they get a hold of one of the Enigma machines. Uh, this movie is about that. So, uh, With one small tiny little thing that Hollywood is kind of bad at. In um, and, and actual history, it was a British uh, crew and a British sub, and we in America don't like England, so we had to make it all Americans. So this movie is um, about as factually accurate as Gladiator. Just going to put it that way. So, um, and to our, our British, British listeners, support. what he Wait, means what by that is we
1: Hollywood... Not us. Yeah, we yeah, yeah, British yeah. Men. No,
2: Hollywood. The con. The point I'm meaning is, is that Hollywood has to what we call whitewash everything, right? You put Jake Gyllenhaal as the Prince of Persia. You know, like, yeah. Y- they Hollywood does this too many times, and they did it again. We like we got to find a vehicle for Matthew McConaughey. Well, let's do this movie about a real thing that British people did, but we'll make it a Texan. Okay, so.
4: Well, wait, what's that new movie coming out with uh, the Great Wall of China? Is that Matt Damon? Who Who's the...
2: Yeah, I'm really Saves interested. Saves China, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, from the again,
4: monsters, so, I mean, nonetheless, but, you know.
2: So it, I will be interested to see if that is based on a book. Now, that movie uh, with Keanu Reeves called S- uh, 47 Ronin, that's based on an old Chinese book where literally a foreigner comes in to save the day. So that's actually one occasion where the white man comes to save the day That's actually accurate, but like most of the time it's not. Um, Anyway, (laughs) none of you guys watch the TV. I know, JP, you watch Last Man Standing, right? JP? Hello? Hello? Hey.
4: You there?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it. Uh, Do you watch Last Man Standing? I have yes. Yeah, uh, J- uh, Sam or Andrew, you guys did you watch that? The, no, the Tim Allen I've show. I've seen a couple episodes. We watch it kind of religiously. We we think it's really funny. And there's a he has a, a neighbor who is African American, and he's always they're always kind of you know kind of poking fun at each other, the race card back and forth with each other, which is funny. And uh, they talked about uh, Tim Allen said, <laughs> "Andrew, you're, you're killing Sorry. me." <laughs> <laughs> he talks about he's like, "Oh yes, I love it when a white woman." Has to come in and and, and save all the black people. Like how that cute white woman started the the, the revolution in the movie The Help. It was just funny. Anyway, there you go. Um, Where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. So U571 is next week. And uh, so go watch it. Matthew McConaughey. Um, I have seen it. I also kind of sadly own this one. Uh, on DVD again, if it's from the nineties and it had explosions in it, I pretty much own it. Um, will it hold up? We'll find out cause I haven't watched it in years. So that's next week. So, um, yeah, I've done my fiduciary obligation, um, what are we watching next week? Well, that's it. We're doing U571. Yeah. I'm not going to read the thing that Sam wrote in my script. <laughs> so I've gotten I've gotten a lot. In 143 episodes, Sam, I've gotten a little bit better about that. Uh, yeah, with that having uh, all been said, thank you guys so much for listening. Oh, wait, um, wait,
3: wait, wait, wait. I, I got to tell you, I finally saw a movie where I didn't think Chris Pratt was good in it. Okay. I finally saw um, not ridiculous six, the magnificent uh, seven. Magnificent seven, um, and I I didn't buy him as a a gambling alcoholic. Really, it just didn't work out. He just didn't seem to fit in that in that film. It was weird. So, all right, just thought I'd let you know.
2: I want to watch
4: that. Yo, I appreciate you boys letting me come play with you.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, you're not. Yeah, man.
4: Thank you, Sam. Um, what? If anybody else has broken legs, chokes on pretzels or anything like that, can't make it, then
2: uh,
3: feel free to give me a call.
2: Well, you're still on next week. I don't Uh think so, Tim. No, you are, because Corny's gone next week. Nope. Corny said he's going to be back the 14th, right? Is it the 14th? No, he said he's going to be back the 21st. Oh, I think... Yeah. All right, then we'll talk about this off air, but anyway, <laughs> All right. But JP will, we'll, we'll see JP next week. Um, whether he wants to or not, uh, I'm in yeah. then. Yeah, you're in the beer is on its way. Um, yep. there watch you go. out
3: JP. Once you get roped in, he'll never let you go. That's how Andrew right. is. Uh, that's yeah. how Andrew's yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's exactly how it worked.
2: Yeah. I was like, Hey, Andrew, I got the I'm contract. Gonna, I'm going to mail you something. Just sign it and send it back. It's fine. Um, Anyway, um, thank you for listening to us. Uh, It's been a lot of fun. Um, um, uh, Leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever. Uh, Visit our website, CheapSeatReviews.com. You will have to forgive Sam. Uh, He does uh, all of the stuff at his office, and since he's been broke for the last month, uh, the website will um, be a little out of date, but just bear with us there. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash CheapSeatReviews. Follow us on Twitter at CheapSeatCast. Uh, And, of course, you may always uh, send your emails to CheapSeatReviews at gmail.com. U571 is next week, and I am excited for that. So, on behalf of Corny, who was not here tonight, who was doing his thing, uh, but I know he uh, sends his love, or at least his uh, whatever. Um, uh, (laughs) So, on behalf of Corny, um, Andrew... Sam and JP, who, again, thank you so much for filling in. Uh, This is Sean saying thank you for listening. Uh, Good night. um, Good morning. Good afternoon. And I will, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time.